before BSO, I was Michelangelo, the artistic flow coming from STM on the legendary shows. I knew I'd be a star, but did I know it wouldn't be from far? See, that's the big league, the radar online. I wasn't the undefeated, but I still was gonna shine. I took a few L's, took them shots like pop, but then I got my weight up, like Jason Witten or high. it like Ryan Hart, skipping Bailey, Shannon Sharp. Don't have to scream like Stephen A to get my point across. Jamel Hills won carry championships. They were quick to pull the gun, hoping Rob would quit. But 15 years later, Rob's still the shit. Rob's still legit. Rob's still on everyone's top of powerless. Rob is courtside. Rob is ringside. Catch Rob outside at the 50-yard line. Don't act surprised. Rob is a winner. George Steinbrenner cooking up these headlines. What you want for dinner? The Black Sports Center. You know who I be. Triple OG, the Ohio State University, that's who reps me, I love for a friend, I just murdered this track, caught at a dead spin, the headline king is back. I'm not a lawyer, but I did marry one. You know the difference between a criminal case and a civil case, you know criminal Charges are brought by prosecutors and you can go to jail. And you know, civil cases uh, about the cash. So I don't know why people were so surprised that Cassie and Diddy settled their civil case. It was about money. She felt she should be compensated for the pain and the trauma that Diddy allegedly put on her over a 10 year or however long they were together, period. And once the number got to where she was comfortable with, whatever number uh, that was put out there, she settled the case. That happens in 99% uh, of civil trials. Rarely uh, do you see a civil trial go all the way through. Rarely do you not see a civil trial come to some sort of uh, settlement. It's just better for most parties. Uh, The reason being, if you obviously, if you go to trial, they have something that's called discovery. Uh, when you're talking about discovery, then a lot of your private life, a lot of your personal things and your finances and the relationships you have, they can call witnesses. A lot of that stuff, all of a sudden, all of a sudden becomes public knowledge. So it's always in the person that's being accused best interest uh, to, to settle the cases more often than not. Uh, the accuser uh, normally doesn't have the finances as the accusee. Uh, so for them, uh, they want to settle. So therefore, they don't have to pay uh, their lawyers because normally the, the the lawyer fees and everything come out of the, the settlement you know, amount. So whatever Diddy settled with Cassie, the lawyers probably got 40% of that. You've seen Aaron Brockovich. You know, how this, you know how this works. So I don't know why people were surprised. Maybe they were surprised at the speed of which it happened, uh, it was you know less than 24 hours. Um, it looks like Diddy maybe, uh, or I should say Cassie, called Diddy's bluff. I don't think Diddy actually thought uh, that she would put out all of this you know information in the lawsuit. And when he did, his lawyers got to working you know real quick. Uh, obviously, the numbers were at least eight figures. Uh, in the millions, it, it, it definitely cost a lot of money uh, for them to make this go away. Uh, one thing that I would say is that if you're discussing this on 
uh, social media, it uh, doesn't really matter what you say or whose side you're on. Uh, there's going to be people that are on the other side of it. Uh, the, the the thing about these situations is really only, well, maybe more than two people, but probably only a few people really know uh, what was going on. You know, that's Diddy and Cassie and, and whoever else was around uh, at that time that was close to them to really know what was, you know, going on. But the facts are, when you file a civil case, you want the cash. Those are the facts. There's no, there's no opinion in that. There's, there's no, you know, one side or the other side. The facts of the matter is when you uh, file a civil suit, uh, the end goal is to, if you go all the way through trial, is to have the, the judge or the jury or whoever uh, award you with financial damages for whatever you feel, uh, how you've been, you know, wrong. Uh, a settlement, some would say a settlement on the uh, accusee side is an omission uh, of guilt. Some would say a settlement on the accuser's side is an omission of gold digging, <laughs> an admission of, of, of cash grab. Uh, but like I said, you just, you know, you don't know. Uh, I've known athletes in the past. Uh, that have been threatened to be sued with something that's totally false and just settled it because once it's out in the public, it doesn't matter if you're innocent or guilty. A lot of times you're just going to be guilty by association. And even if 95% of the people think you're innocent and you provide evidence that you think you're innocent and it's pretty clear that you're innocent, there's still going to be 5% of people that are always going to say that you're guilty. So instead of doing that, you know, they paid a hundred thousand dollars. They paid, you know, fifty thousand dollars. They paid a hundred fifty thousand, whatever it may be. You know, in retrospect, if Deshaun Watson say would have paid the first accuser a hundred thousand dollars, like I think they were going for hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars, the other twenty two probably would have never shown up. You know, that's just I'm I'm assuming that is what was concerning for Diddy. You know, this turns from one person until 10 people, 10 women, 20 women, some some guys involved. And next, you know, it's a snowball that you can't you can't stop. You can't stop that snowball. So, I mean, that's why I was settled. And as far as I was uh, watching uh, academics and he was stating that, you know, he's the only one that's that's talking about Diddy. He's the only one that's really put itself out there where people like Joe Budden and uh, the breakfast club and other places uh, that normally talk about everything and then kind of real silent uh, on Diddy. And, you know, here's the situation with that. It's not that what he's saying is untrue, uh, but I just want you to put yourself into this situation, right? Let's assume that you own a media uh, business, right? And Diddy is an investor in said business, right? What are you gonna do? What would you do? You know, if you're if your livelihood and at times we're talking, we're not talking about thousands of dollars, we're talking about millions of dollars, uh, have been dependent on Puff for various amount of years, and this something like this comes up, what are you gonna do? What would you do? And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer for this. Let's say you knew stuff about Puff. Or anybody. You knew something about your investor. You knew something about the person 
that's one of the reasons that you're successful right now. What do you do when when something like this, you know, happens? And I think, you know, if you have independence, like say in academics, you can say whatever you want to do without any fear of repercussions per se, even though you never know what's going on behind the scenes. But if you're people that have worked uh, with Diddy, uh, where Diddy may have some financial stake in their 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 platform, what are you going to do? How are you going to handle this? What are you going to say? See, it's easy for you or someone that's sitting behind their computer that has no attachment to Diddy, well, don't have any attachment to, you know, how you're going to feed your family, you know, bad boy don't have nothing to do with that. It's easy to say that you would do that. And maybe you would, maybe you wouldn't. I can't tell you that you would or wouldn't. But it's just easier to say that than to know that, hey, this guy has invested a money into my business or who has helped me with this or helped me with that. So therefore, you know, I'm just going to keep my mouth closed. Now, is it hypocritical? I, well, absolutely. Uh, of course, it, it's it's very hypocritical uh, if you're willing to talk about people that you don't like or other people in media or other people in entertainment uh, when, when things happen to them and then you won't talk about it. It's absolutely hypocritical, but media is, life is hypocritical. Uh, life is about double standards. Uh, this should not be new news to, to, to you. Absolutely, people are not, you will literally see someone take a cause because they like somebody. But if they don't like somebody and the same thing happens, just all of a sudden their whole their whole mentality changes. This is not unusual behavior for people in society. So everything that happened, none of it surprised me because that's just the way things go. That's just the way things go. But I just think it's something to talk about. Just, it's just, just, it's just conversation. You know, sometimes people act like they're more upset than they are. <laughs> they act like they're more outraged than what they really are about whoever it may be. This could be one of those situations we have to see. We have to see if it goes any further than what it went. I think in the end, uh, I think Cassie. It was a win-win uh, for Cassie. Uh, she got to tell her truth, uh, her story. She got to tell uh, how she felt about things, um, how she felt the relationship went. And in the end, she got, you know, compensated for her trauma uh, that she said that she went through. Uh, lose, lose for Diddy. Because once this stuff is out in the public, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, he had to come out. I mean, even though he's a billionaire, he had to come out a lot of money. Uh, for this, but you know, he mitigated, I guess, what he can mitigate. And that's pretty much the end of that. Uh, one of these stories, every once in a while, you know, there's headlines with, with Robert Latow. Uh, we do a story and people ask me questions. And we did a story today, and the headline, what even one of my, you know, crazier headlines I might add, it says, uh, watch how Brandon Ingram's 29-year-old baby mama, uh, Leah Petty, uh, announced she's having a baby with Blazers, Anthony uh, Simmons. And people want to know why do athletes and entertainers to a certain extent uh, keep having babies with the same people? What is this circle that that they have? It's, even, it's actually more of a network 
so to speak, <laughs> then I would say a circle. Uh, once the girls are in the network, um, they definitely kind of go around and around and around with the rappers and the athletes and the, and the entertainers. Uh, getting in the network, maybe it's a little harder. <laughs> but once they're in, they're in. I mean, ideally, you know, they have an end goal in mind. And sometimes that end goal is is having a baby. Now, you know, I, I this can be triggering for a lot of people because, you know, having a baby shouldn't be seen as a financial <laughs> decision. You know, you normally want to be parents, you know, together. Uh, you know, the 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 husband, the wife, the boyfriend, the girlfriend, the fiancés, or whatever together. But, you know, in some cases, you know, it's it, the baby's for the check. And 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 if you want to know, you say, well, why, 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 why would anybody do this? Why would they be so ready? I mean, you have to think about this logically, okay? First off, uh, for the fellas, right? Okay, I need all my fellas, right? All my fellas right now. I want you to think back, think back to when you were the ages of 18 to 23, okay? 18 to 25. I want you to sit back, lean back in your chair, I want you to, to think think about yourself at that time, 18 to 25. What some would say is your peak. Uh, that's not true, but that's what some would say. So 18 to 25-year-old you right now. Look at yourself in the mirror and say, I see 18 and 25-year-old you. Now, take 18 to 25 you and put $40 million in your bank. Okay. But forty million dollars in your bank right now, just boom. Eighteen, twenty-five. You, forty-five. No matter what, where you came from, what city you're in, what was going on in high school, just put forty million dollars in your bank. Now, I want you to add on, sprinkle in a little bit, uh, social media as you know it now. Now, imagine you. Let's say you're in your, your 35, 40, 50 right now. Imagine eighteen to twenty-five. You. On social media, okay, with forty million dollars in the bank and your DMs open, okay. Now, how many of you at that age period would make sound decisions when it came to the opposite sex? You that tell me, you tell me, eighteen to twenty-five, forty million in the bank a level of fame and social media as it is now. And so that's why it's difficult for me to, you know, to, to chastise the, these young men. They don't know that. Nobody knows. No guy knows anything at 21 years old, <laughs> at 22 years old. We think we know, but we don't know. Now, the reason that we older gentlemen know is because we have to actually go through life the regular way. We had to have ups and downs. We had to figure out financial literacy. We had to understand relationships. We had to get in our feelings about whatever happened to us, what trauma we had as kids. Then you grow up like a normal person and say, oh, okay, all right, I'm going to make better decisions now. 18 to 25-year-old men who have no money in their account make horrible decisions on a daily basis. 
unless they have someone in their life, they have people in their life that really, really sits them down and says, hey, 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 don't do this. I mean, LeVar Ball had, had three boys that he knew from jump, right? Jump, that they were going to be in the NBA. LeVar Ball, you know, who, who was a good athlete himself back in the day, understands the game, told his boys what to expect and what ended up happening. Lonzo got girl pregnant when he was 20, that he not with her no more. Uh, Leangelo is with somebody on Love and Hip Hop or Real Housewives or something. I don't know. <laughs> something like that. He got her pregnant. And what, LaMelo, who's what, 21, 22, something like that, is living with a 35-year-old woman. <laughs> IG model in Charlotte. Now, they knew the game. And it still happened. So, yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's, the intelligence of an 18 and 25 year old male without the proper guidance, money or no money is not the best. It's not the best. So when you take it to effect that they really don't have anybody teaching them the game because they have so much money and fame, they're surrounded by a bunch of yes, men. They have no game because they never really had to, to, they don't have to do anything. (laughs) They don't have to have a personality. And then when the women are always like, I can't believe he doesn't, he don't want to be a father. Come on. You knew all that in advance because you wasn't with him because of his values or his personality. Well, the check. Now you got the check. But you don't have the relationship. Like, if you have a baby shower, right, and the only thing you can show the father is his arm, that's a problem. That's an issue. Right? That's an issue. If, if you go out, you have to put an emoji over his face. That's a, that's a problem. That's an issue. So, yeah. So, this, you know, this type of stuff has happened over and over again. It, the difference now is that because of social media, you see it more. But it happened in the, in the 80s, the 90s, the 70s, the 60s. It, it all happened the same. You you wonder why you know Dr. J he had a, he had a couple of kids he he didn't even talk about today were you know twenty you know what happened with Carl Malone so it's not new type of stuff that's going on it's just social media and I, I doubt it's going to change I remember what happened to Steve McNair who was you know doing had a little dalliance on the side and ended up getting murdered. Now, there's some discussion on actually who murdered Steve McNair, but one definitely would say if he wasn't having his little dalliance on the side, he probably would still be alive right now. I said, well, surely after that, you know, athletes would just be like, hey, 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 maybe we should just settle down. And nothing nothing changed. They saw, They literally saw one of their heroes slumped on the couch next to you know, didn't change anything at all. So I don't know why you expect anything to change uh, now. Uh, what else is going on here? Uh, yeah, we need to get some NFL coaches fired. Brandon Staley needs to get out of here. Uh, Mike Vrabel probably needs to get out of here. I think Mike Vrabel is tanking on purpose. 
Uh, who else? Who else is on the, the hot seat? Oh, Ron Rivera, get out of here. Uh, let's get an Eric B. Enemy uh, a job somewhere. You telling me if Eric B. Enemy was the coach of the San Diego Chargers, San Diego, the Los Angeles Chargers right now, they'd be four and six. You believe that to be true with Justin Herbert and all those guys? You telling me if D'Amico Ryan's can be six and four with the Houston Texans? I don't think they had. They don't have one All Pro on there, one Pro Bowl. I don't think. You telling me D'Amico Ryan's wouldn't be eight and two if he had the the talent that the Chargers have? That get the Ron Rivera. It's not the offense. Well, the, the the quarterback now would it only lead the league in passing? And, and this is what I this is not Patrick Mahomes. They gotta get Ron Rivera. They can't you can't beat the Giants. You let somebody named Danny DeVito, or Eric DeVito, or Jay DeVito Dan out here dropping dimes. Uh, if you ever wanted to know how uh, privilege works in the NFL. <laughs> Uh, check this out. Uh, so, you know, Zach, uh, Zach Wilson is getting benched. I mean, not much you can say about that, right? Uh, he's getting benched. And so they bring in this guy named Boyle, right? I never heard of him, but, you know, you never hear a lot about a, a backup quarterback that time. So I figured this kid, Boyle, probably went to a lower conference, you know, played relatively well there, but because it was a, a lower conference or – a team that, you know, nobody had ever heard of. He got kind of overlooked, but he had some, you know, maybe some good intangibles or something, right? So being the great journalist that I am, I went to go look. And Boyle uh, started 10 games uh, for the Connecticut, UConn. Uh, then he went to Eastern Kentucky, where he started 11 games as a red shirt senior. So he, he played 21 games in total, right? In those 21 games, he had 12 touchdowns and 26 interceptions. His first year at Connecticut, well, I, I should put it like it, all three years at Connecticut, the man had one touchdown and 13 interceptions. Like, how is that possible? One t- 13 interceptions on like something like 250 attempts. Like, that seems impossible to actually happen. Then he, he set out a year, then he went to Eastern Kentucky, which I can assume, you know, is not the greatest competition. And he had 11 TDs and 13 interceptions. It is one year as a full-time starter. Somehow, this guy has been in the NFL for like five years. How? How is this possible? I saw like this back, like, like I said, oftentimes, like, let me give you an example of what I mean, okay? Let me give you an example of what I mean. Let's take Brock Purdy, right? Uh, uh, Brock Purdy uh, college stats, okay? I'm typing, okay? Uh, 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 this is this is Brock Purdy's, uh, where is it? This is Brock Purdy's college stats. Hold on, hold on, let's see. Oops, I hit the wrong button. Uh, all right, here we go. Let's see. Right, here we go. All right, so this is Brock Purdy. He went to the Iowa State, right? Okay. Once again, you know, it missed the irrelevant, right? But 
you know, he passed for 12,000 yards, <laughs> had 81 touchdowns and 33 interceptions, and ran for 1,100 yards. It was 29 and 17 as a starter at, at Iowa State. That's respectable at Iowa State. I think they had the Big 12. That's a respectable college career. 29 and 17. I mean, it's a winning record every year at Iowa State. Obviously, they don't have the best talent. Uh, completion percentage, 67%, 12,000 yards, 81 touchdowns. Actually led the conference, I believe, one year with 27 touchdowns and 33 in, in, interceptions. And for and to add on that, another 1,100 yards and, and 19 uh, TDs on the ground. Right? That's what you expect of a, a backup that, that maybe got a little bit overlooked. But not Boyle. He 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 must be a friend of a coach, uh, something. I don't know. Must be a friend uh, of a coach. Uh, last story that we got here, last headline, I should say. Uh, Josh Jacobs uh, was caught, I guess, a situation uh, where he was his girlfriend, whoa, Kinsey, uh, caught him in bed uh, with Blazing, uh, what's the, something, Blazing the Goddess. Why are these names like wrestling names? A lot of these like rappers from the the, the South. Why do I expect a, a hot sixteen from Woe Kinsey and Blazing the Goddess? I don't know. I don't. I don't understand that. Like, is there something wrong with just having a regular name? <laughs> just you know, like Tammy or something. <laughs> you know, Jessica. What are you Woe Kinsey? Blazing the Goddess. It's a wrestling name. Are they going into Survivor Series? What's happening? Uh, Woe Kinsey broke up with them after that also because she found out Josh Jacobs um, have anywhere between five and ten kids. <laughs> we don't know the exact number. Every time we put it out there, he gets mad about it. He's 25 years old. I think we know at least five. Maybe 10. Could be 5 to 10. No wonder he wants, I mean, obviously, that's why he wants the contract. Once again, you're running back in the NFL. Condoms are eight bucks. You want to have five, seven kids? That's the plan. You, know, you can do it like Philip Rivers, you know, just find one that you like. And then, you know, have all your kids with her. That way they all in, in one house. <laughs> Makes things a lot easier. Don't have to be, you know, just have them spread out there like that. You don't have to be Nick Cannon. It's okay. You don't, you don't have to be Nick Cannon. That has to, I mean, that's a lot of driving. Gas is expensive. You have to drive to all those birthday parties. You got a birthday party every day, every uh, once a month. Yeah, drive. You got to remember all the names, and you know, like the girls make up these crazy names. Why? Why at twenty five years old? What, why would you want to do that? <laughs> well, and you know, didn't you get with old kids? I just don't understand. I know I tried to explain to you <laughs> before about the mind of an 18, 25 year old, but at some point, you have to three or four. You have to be like, this is probably not the route I want to go. 
Maybe I should slow down until I find the right person. Obviously, whoa, Kenzie wasn't the right person. I don't know if Blasian, the goddess is, but I'm just saying, slow down. Why are we like this? Everybody can't be in a rush to be Nick Cannon. And especially when Nick Cannon makes a lot more money than running backs. Follow, follow me on Twitter at BSO, uh, Facebook, Black Sports Online. We're ticking and talking at uh, Robert Littell, BSO. Uh, 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 YouTube, if you can subscribe, BSO TV, along with the Instagram. It's uh, Thanksgiving uh, week, so we'll see how many of these we can uh, get in this week. We definitely, definitely, definitely going to do one on Friday uh, before the big game where the Ohio State University takes on the Michigan Patriots.